double regular time. Why do we always end up at freaking Haddonfield? Because you keep taking the time stick from Thomas Brown and pressing that freaking button, that's no, right. No, 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 I did not press that button. It was, it was the drink cup. You pressed the button. The drink cup pressed the button, okay? It wasn't me. There he is. He's up the stairs. We gotta stop him, boys. Give me that gun. Why, no, your hands are too small. You can't shoot a gun. I gotta say, not surprised. I'm a dang good shot. Wait a minute. Where's the body? Where'd he go? We done the seven. I told you we could teleport. What do you mean? He's not there? Impossible. I shot him six times. Okay, young fella. I'm gonna have to have you slow down your speech a little bit here. I can't understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm a cop, but I'm a good cop, but. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish words when you're talking that fast. Would you shut up, you stupid quack? Don't you understand that there is some crazy psychopath running around the streets of Haddonfield imitating Ben Traver just to gain clout for himself? He's evil! Evil! Whoa, 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 come again. Uh, uh, who is this guy? I'm not really sure what's going on. Well, I think I can explain that, officer. You see... Every year we end up in a very peculiar situation. A pickle, if you will. And it always has something to do with Ben Trainer, and we always gotta go back in time to Haddonfield and fix the situation. Well, listen here a little bit, Bala. I know you're trying to explain your best, but I'm still in quite a quadrant here. Who are you people? Just give it to me straight. Look, I think I got this. Look, normally it's not that stupid Drake up with us. Normally it's some guy running around going, I shot him six times. He's wearing a mask. He talks like that, crazy doctor. You know, trying to hook up with the nurse all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, Doc L. Great guy. I saw him a couple weeks back. Anyway, who's this potential suspect you've been telling me about? I'm telling you, he ain't human. I shot him six times. Oh, there it is. That man should be dead. Well, are you sure you hit him? Are you stupid or just deaf? Well, I mean, he could have been doing the old, you know, pretend to be shot when they miss in order to fold to think you're dead trick. You mean to tell me that people still use that trick in Haddonfield? That's like the artist trick in the book. It wouldn't be the first time, let me tell you. You wouldn't believe how many bakeries get robbed around Haddonfield like that. They get away with all the donuts. What about the Bavarian creams? They get away with those too? And the Long Johns? And the cinnamon twists. I'm afraid it's a cleat sweep. But we don't call them Long Johns around here. They're called Strong Johns. Evil is a foot! Why'd you shut that up? People are looking. Well, maybe people need to look. People are stealing donuts left and right, and this, this cop is telling me that I'm a bad shot. Well, look, officer, even if he did miss... I don't miss! But if he did miss, just hypothetically speaking, and don't say anything, the guy also fell off of a balcony, and he wasn't there when we went to look. Well, maybe he's a stuntman. Uh, excuse me, officer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm afraid that's impossible. You see, he didn't do the talking roll. The, uh... The what? The, the tech. Never mind. Never mind. You wouldn't do it. Because you're not a stuntman. Okay. I'm afraid we're going to have to back up here. I'm still not clear on what's going on. Can you tell me how this all started? Oh, you crazy. Who cares? No, no, no. Let me tell the story, Simon. I like to do the flashback thing. Okay, okay. So I remember it like it was yesterday. I uh, thought you said it happened today. Look, that don't matter. Just listen to the flashback, okay? The streets of Hanfield looked a lot more like California than they did Illinois. Hey, 
Who do you guys think that Laurie Strode's gonna take to the dance this year? I hear it's that dreamboat, Ben Tramer. Oh man, that daughter's so lucky. Oh yeah, he's a love machine. <laughs> totally. Oh, well, is that, is that him up there peeking at us from behind the bushes? Is it? Wait, no, no way, no way. That dude's taller than Tramer. He's dressed up just like him. Who does he think he is still in his gimmick like that? Hey, 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 you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, stupid. Hey, yeah, don't you know that defacing that shat in the mask like that reduces its value drastically? And why do you get off thinking that you're gonna dress up like my friend Ben Tramer? He looks very fast, like he's a teleport or something like that. I don't care. He's being a poopy head right now. I'm sure he's probably a nice guy. He probably just a misunderstood us all. Maybe, maybe he's lonely. Who knows? Maybe we should walk the other way. No way, no. He's not getting away with this. Hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you, buddy. You too good to talk to me? I know you're not Ben Tramer. He's shorter than you. Who you think you are dressing up like the Tramer train? You know what? You too good to talk to me. I'm not. I can hear you breathing behind that mask. I bet you're a mouth breather, aren't you? Hey, you know what? You'll never get the ladies the Tramer gets. You'll be better off stalking babysitters. Whoa, whoa, let's, let's just go this way. He, he didn't mean nothing about stranger. Uh, you, you have a good day now. Oh, jeez, you gotta be easy on these people now. He looks like he's ready to kill somebody. I mean, he, he won't bring us in a butcher now. You know what? I, that's probably all for sure. That, that nothing will ever come of this meat one. Don't, don't even worry about it. You know, I, I don't know why I'm getting so upset over here. I'm gonna apologize to him. Hey, dude, I'm sorry. Uh, happy Halloween to you. Uh, I hope it's a good one for you. I don't know what came over me. You have a good one. I hope you have a good rest of your life. See you around. Who are you talking to? The Tramer impersonator. Who's not there no more? I told you he could teleport! And later that fateful night, Ben saved that police officer's life by, by jumping in front of the police car that was going to hit the ambulance that exploded in the roll. And, and that's how he lost his vocal cords, and that's why he's got to talk on the synthesizer. Wait a second now, uh... <laughs> Call me an old funny dad, but, uh, you told me earlier you were looking for Ben Schreiber. How do you know what happened to him? Do I need to take you into the station? Oh, no, it's the officer. That's because it ain't happened yet. What do you mean it ain't happened yet? You're trying to tell me that you could predict the future or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> See, we, we used to work at this podcast called uh, Turtles Forever. Um, they had a time stick, and we come back yeah, in yeah. time. Don't even bother trying to explain it to him. Plan. He couldn't Good. possibly understand. Oh, I get it now, yeah. Time travel. Why didn't you just say so? But, uh, what's a podcast? A Don't even try to explain it to him. He couldn't possibly so comprehend. Oh, okay, okay. Complicated radio crap. Why didn't you just say so? I get it now. So, uh, this whole predicament's because of time travel, huh? Well, I also had a Ben Tramer clip from an earlier Turtles Forever podcast that we wanted to recycle for the regular show because we weren't never going to use it. You know, I know what you're thinking, sure. That, you know, beef wire, that's, that's really cheap. Why would you do that? But I just want you to know that Ben Tramer is an important part of Marceline's playground, and he played a synthesizer like a mother grabber. Oh, well, say no more, buddy. So, uh, what's this perpetrator look like? He's wearing a mask! You ever see Star Trek? It looks like that guy, except he's been eating a bunch of pounded donuts and they're all over his face. And he's got to get back to working on the ship because he's a mechanic. Oh, yeah, Star Trek. Are we talking Jean-Luc or Kirk here? What? No, the next generation hasn't even had yet. I don't even know how the other guy got brought up here. Who? Some loser. Never mind. We are talking about William Shatton. 
But remember now, he dressed up like Ben Tramer, so don't shoot Ben Tramer because he's walking around somewhere crap-faced from drinking too much ginger ale because he's a party animal. All aboard the Tramer train. Oh, don't worry, buddy. I gave you my word. Nobody's getting shot tonight. Good, because I see Ben Tramer out there. Ben! Hey, Ben! It's us! He's evil. Ben! He's wearing a mask! There he is! Give me a gun, officer! You there! Stop! Stop! I'm gonna blow you away! Whoa, it's Doc L in the flesh. Take it easy, Doc. That's not the perpetrator. That's the Tramer trade, Ben Tramer. All aboard the Tramer trade. Toot toot. What are you doing in town anyway? I thought you were on vacation. I'm womanizing nurses! Okay, just gonna pretend like I didn't hear that. Uh, we got this under control here, Doc L. Uh, just going back home. No! 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 It's a great doctor. You're going home now and just sleeping off, Doc L. Whoa, wait, disaster averted. Let me tell you, you are a good cop. I guess you were right. Nobody is getting shot tonight. Like crap, they're not. There he is. Give me that gun. You there, stop. I'm gonna blow you away. Wait, oh, you idiot. Did you just hear that man driver, the driver train? Don't, don't. It's not the perpetrator. You cannot hit him. Do not shoot. I repeat, do not shoot. I know who it is, you idiot. It's the trainer train. It's not fair. He gets more ladies than I do just by standing there. It ends tonight. Ah, don't worry, Simon. Just let him go. He probably missed anyway. Ben, run. Wait, wait, no, don't run. There's a car coming. Ben, don't move. Don't stop moving. Ben, stop running. Ben. Spraying guns out of bullets. Uh, Blue Man, what, what car are you talking about there? He seemed to cross the street just fine. Huh. No car. Imagine that. Yeah, that never happened before. I know. There's a car every time, right? And it always hits him and runs into a van, which, mind you, explodes every time. Yeah, sometimes it'll hit him, and if you slow the camera down enough and go frame by frame, it'll look like you're one of them crash test dummies. And then he run into the van and it blow up. And then when the camera switched back, he folded over. And then the camera switched back again. And he's sitting up and his face on fire, boy. And then all you cops come running over to him. And then another cop come running up and say, Sir, your daughter being chased by the boogeyman. And you all think that's more important, so everybody just leaves him let it burn. Yeah, one time, officer, this crazy clown guy hit him out of nowhere. I'm telling you, that guy was a wackadoodle. He'd run around shooting people in the legs. Oh, my. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, well, uh. Don't get too attached. Look, there he is, for real this time. Oh, him? No, he's just a boogeyman. He he wanders around here from time to time. Nice guy. That is the Ben Traver imposter. That's the Shatner. I told you he could teleport. Scotty moved him down. Traver and he are walking up to each other at the old Haddonfield Crossroads. There's only one thing that can happen now. A fight with the devil at midnight. Well, it's, it's only nine o'clock, so no. I was thinking more a duel with the boogeyman. A duel? A synthesizer duel, to be precise. Well, now you are speaking my language, sir. Ben is the best synthesizer duelist on the planet. Let's watch. Let's watch. You watch. He's going to take him to school. I certainly hope you're right, Simon. Because the fate of Haddonfield lies in the balance. No, not, not really, no. I just thought it'd be entertaining. Uh, no, look, I'll just, I'll just shoot the guy if he gets out of head, okay? Let's just watch. So, uh, are they gonna, are they gonna do anything, or you think the wind would be blowing or something, make it a little bit more dramatic? Look, just, you just gotta give them a few seconds, they gotta plug in the synthesizers and everything, just, just give them a minute, okay? Look, they got batteries, oh, oh, there they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. The boogeyman's playing the kick drum and the synth part. How the world's he doing that? The power of many falls. I mean, I mean, the power of love, yeah. Man, you gotta get in there swinging, man. 
One stanky riff. It's crazy, I tell you. It's like they're making a stereo field around Haddonfield. I'm standing here watching them play in a straight line looking at each other. But I'm hearing thanks to the left of me and thanks to the right. It truly is. And 5-4 time. The time of the boogeyman. Check out truth. Smell the meat, mother grabber. Oh, I mean, I, I think we can all agree that, that Ben won, you know, so everyone's safe. Go away, bed tramer impersonator. Hang on, Blue Man. Not so fast. It's, it's too close to call. We're going to have to have a tiebreaker. Tramer train, you and the boogeyman. Play it in negative harmony. Extremely hard and it'll sound like doggy doo doo. Exactly. Only a true duelist would be able to do it. Uh, don't worry, Ben. I'll throw off. Hey, you over there, imposter. Yeah, a boogeyman. You think you're so bad? You ain't bad. You think you're a lady killer? This over here is a lady killer. You ain't no lady killer. You're just a babysitter stalker. This guy right here, he's a lady killer. You don't do lady killer beats. This is a lady killer beat. He'll play it by himself. Just listen to this. This is what you call a lady killing beat. Play it, Ben. Oh, you're right. This really does sound like doo-doo. This is, uh, it's really taking me out of the Halloween spirit here. Uh, yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but, uh, the drink comes right. This is, it's kind of sounds like something you'd hear on, like, a, a Christmas rave or something like that. No, you fool. Don't you see? You gotta fight fire with fire. This is how you beat the boogeyman. You gotta beat the boogeyman by boogieing to this wicked tune for meatballs, right? Look, it's only Ben Traber playing now. The boogeyman's lost all interest. I don't even think he can play the parts. He's walking off now. What a sorry sport. The Traber train one! Oh yeah, eat that, you impersonator. Another one bites the dust of the Traber train's cobos. Hey, why don't you go cry about it to your babysitter? Yeah, I said it. Yeah, why? Why? Oh, boogeyman, tell your mama that I said something. Really, anything you find insulting, because... I, I'm, I'm having a hard time taking anything up here. I, I don't tell her that she's so bad at teaching you the synthesizer that it affects her self-esteem. Another great victory for Haddonfield. All aboard the Traver train. Woot, woot. Whatever, he, he's not that cool. Let's go home. <laughs> Welcome to Two Devs, friends, whatever title you may prefer. It's just a regular show about the regular show. And I'm your host, that guy with a name that's really hard to say, Kirkland. Last name's irrelevant, probably because I'm the only Kirkland that you've ever heard of. Maybe you've heard of two or three more. Probably none of them do a regular show podcast, so. Anyway, 
Today we're here to talk about the episode, Season 1, Meet Your Maker. Season 1, Episode 6, Meet Your Maker, aired October 11, 2010 in the U.S. of A. and March 30, 2011 in the U.K. It was directed by Matt Roth and it was written and storyboarded by Sean Seals and Shion Takeuchi. I hope I didn't butcher that too much. Just as I hope that I didn't, well, I should say I, just as I hope that the introduction song did not butcher Sean Seals' version, as I think it probably did. But, who am I kidding? We all know that neither one of those two people are listening. Uh, for the five of you that are, though, let's talk about what's going on today. This week, Futurama, the new, the new season of Futurama dropped, and... You know, I haven't seen all of Futurama, but what I have, I've enjoyed of it, and it seems to be a very good blend of sci-fi comedy and also very good storytelling at times, very heartfelt storytelling at times, storytelling. I don't know what a storytell is, but storytelling, it's very good storytelling. All the reviews I've seen on this episode say it's a really good first episode for, for a new season, and this seems to be the trend, you know. They're doing it. Beavis and Butthead's been back for two seasons now. King of the Hill's getting a reboot. Hallelujah. Aqua Team, they're getting the uh, the five new episodes. That's incredible. Uh, we can just only hope for a regular show reboot. I don't know if you've seen all through the whole thing. I don't know how they would pull that off. I mean, I know there were continuation comics, but if you've seen all a regular show, you know it's just... Uh, They'd have to like redo it. I, I don't know. I just want more regular show content. I don't I don't really care how they do it. I just want more. I like what JG put out there. Um but yeah, it like I, I'm not giving away the ending of regular show or anything. Well, if if you're here, you probably know, but but yeah, it's like how do you how do you continue after that ending? Anyway, that seems to be the trend of all these remakes coming out. I'm still waiting on the uh, X Men. The, the uh, X-Men, the animated series reboot, too. I, I knew it was in development. Not sure where that's at. Maybe I should check in on that. Man, King of the Hill's going to be great. Mike Judge knocks it out of the park on everything. But anyway, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about some of the things that uh, were happening around October 11th, 2010. The games of the month. I'm just looking on IGN right now. The first one was Rock Band 3. I never got into those games. I, I always stunk at them. I mean, I, I played them like twice. Somebody brought them to school one time for like choir or something. I don't know. Whatever class it was I was in and kids were playing it. And I was just like, ah, I suck at this. And I, I don't know. I'd rather just maybe, maybe play an instrument. I don't know. That's kind of why we're in here, right? Kind of ironic that we're in here playing a video game about playing instruments when we're supposed to be playing instruments. Anyway, one that I really can relate to, Fallout New Vegas. I played the crap out of that game. Developed by Obsidian. And it's, uh, if you know anything about Obsidian, they, they kind of, they, they, their roots, so to speak, goes back to Black Isle, the uh, creators of Fallout 2. So th this one's a little bit of a, not a black sheep, but a, a very well-regarded outlier in the um fallout first person realm i guess R right now i guess they're on fallout 76 i i don't know i haven't played that one a uh, new vegas is probably my favorite out of those developed by obsidian or uh, bethesda my favorite of the fallout games though is probably fallout 2 i, I really liked one too i played the I played the crap out of those games in the 90s those and diablo whoo anyway 
the, the next game, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Never played it, but I do love Kirby. I've heard some things about this game. Not really going to get into that, though, because it's a little bit fuzzy. Scribble Knots. My sister had that game on DS. This one was actually Super Scribble Knots. I don't know if she had this one or not, but I always thought they were kind of inventive little sandbox games, kind of. And then Shantae, Risky Revenge. I don't know if this is the one that's like a rare-to-find game or... No, right here it says uh, it's the sequel to the game you've probably never played. There's a lot of YouTube um, videos. I think, what's the guy's name? Reggie did, uh, I think I think it's I think it's Reggie is the guy's name. He does a review on Shantae, like on his, on his like, uh, you know, his pickups. One of his, you know, he picks up games and whatnot, some of, some of the, the gear he finds and all that. And this is apparently like a, a fairly rare game that collectors kind of look for. Sonic the Hedgehog 4, Episode 1. I don't know much about that. It says right here it's reimagining of the first Sonic on the Genesis. I don't know, guys. I don't know. And then Red Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Never played this one. I played Red Dead 2. But not Red Dead Revolver or Red Dead Redemption. Or Nightmare. But somebody in the dorm my first year at Tech. His name was Joe. Joe, if you're listening, I think you... Joe McKinney, I believe. I know you're not listening, but if you are, I remember watching you play this game. I believe it was you and the and Browning Evans. Enough about this crap that the people that are listening have never heard about. Let's move on. This week in music, number one song, October 11th, 2010, Just the Way You Are, Bruno Mars. We've all probably heard it. It doesn't seem like it's been out that long ago to me. I never really got into Bruno Mars. Sorry, not saying he's not a talented guy. I just, I'm, I'm just never taking the time. I mean, I've heard it, you know. Uh, CeeLo Green, Forget You, I've definitely heard that one a lot. I, I really like that song. Very catchy. Very, very catchy. Let's see, R&B, Deuces, Chris Brown featuring Tyga and Kevin McCann. Don't know. Don't know. Sorry. Country song, The Boys Will Fall. I don't know it. Sorry. I guess it looks like a football song. Sorry, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm 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 done with football. Uh I know about Kenny Chesney. He, he went to Gibbs High School, which is about maybe an hour away from the high school I went to. You know, I never really appreciated him when I was in high school. But looking back, some of the music he made, he was some of the I heard one on the radio the other day. It was uh something about a carnival ride. I was a kid on a carnival ride or something was like the lyric to it. I thought, man, that is a good that is a well-written song. You know, props off, or, or hats off, not props off. Don't take the props off. People may laugh. But anyway, hats off to Kenny Chesney. Number one alternative hit, Radioactive Kings of Leon. Now, I'm not about to click the link here because I don't want it to play over my broadcast. I thought Radioactive was an Imagine Dragons song. Radioactive Kings of Leon. I'm sure I probably heard it. They probably play it in the gym that I go to, but uh, I'll have to check that out afterwards. Uh, number one dance track, Teenage Dream, Katy Perry. Can't say I was doing much current listening in 2010. I was all about uh, the New Grass Revival. That's right. Back, back in the 80s. NGR, baby. Bela Fleck, Pat Flynn, Sam Bush, and John Cowan. Garth Brooks covered some of their songs. Anyway, if you don't know who Bela Fleck is, check him out. He plays just about any kind of music you want to hear on the banjo. He's a banjo master. 
Probably the best banjo player in the world. Oh, well, moving on. This isn't a music podcast. If you're getting home at 12 o'clock that night, you've got Children's Hospital coming on Adult Swim, Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, Metalocalypse, American Dad with Stand Time, King of the Hill with What Makes Bobby Run. I remember that episode very well. It's the one where the track coach uses Bobby as motivation because Bobby's out of shape and he threatens to start Bobby over them all if they don't run harder. Anyway, 2 o'clock a.m., you got Family Guy, Barely Legal, 2.30, Children's Hospital, hot enough for you. And then 2.45, Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, Family Guy, another episode of that, Extra Large Medium. Delocated, I'm not familiar with that one. The Venture Bros, that's uh, it's a pretty good show. I gotta, I gotta watch the rest of that. 4.30, Metalocalypse, American Dad at 5, King of the Hill at 5.30, What Makes Bobby Run, it's a rerun. Ben 10, 6 o'clock a.m., Don't Drink the Water. I guess Adult Swim wasn't showing any Aqua Teen episodes. Man, breaks my heart. Hero 108, 6.30, 7 o'clock, Bakugan, Beyblade 7.30, I don't know the difference. Pokemon at 8 o'clock, Hot Wheels, Battle Force, who cares? 9 o'clock, dude, what would happen? 9.30, destroy, build, destroy. 10 o'clock, hole in the water. None, none of this. None, forget it. Forget it all. Then, 10.30 and 11, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. That was a good show. Oh, here we go. 12 o'clock p.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. for whatever reason. I'm sorry, 11.30. 11 o'clock. At some point, they were showing Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Man, oh, man. This is a day after my own heart. This this must have been an October thing. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, followed by Chill Out Scooby-Doo, which was a good one. It's the one where Shaggy does his uh, Casey Caseman impersonation on the radio station up there when they're running from the Yeti. Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword, don't remember that one. It's an 09 release. And then Monster House at 4 o'clock to like 6. Hole in the Wall again. I don't know that one. What's new, Scooby-Doo? I can, yeah, okay. I really like Scooby-Doo. Curse of the Lake Monster Sneak Peek. I remember that one. Mystery Incorporated again. That was a new episode, The Secret Serum. Johnny Test. Don't know about it. And then 8 o'clock, Adventure Time. It came from the Nidosphere. Good one. And right here, just from the picture, I can see it features Ice King. And it looks like he's doing a dance on top of a hill. And Marceline's dad is there. I don't know what that's all about. Can't remember. I've only seen Adventure Time through twice. Okay, I've seen regular show through four or five times at least. Regular show is the 815 episode, Meet Your Maker. That's this one right here. After that, Mad TV, or just Mad, I'm sorry. Adventure Time, City of Thieves, Total Drama World Tour, all, a bunch of other crap you don't care about. King of the Hill comes on again, and then Family Guy. So really, Adventure Time, or I'm sorry, not Adventure Time, but regular show, this episode, it's not, I mean, it's it's not really the feature of this. It's it's prime time, but it's 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 just one episode, okay? and it, yeah, it, it it's not. I guess Adventure Time means this is a new season coming out. It got it got more recognition, but anyway, it turns out to be a pretty good uh, pretty good day for you the next day because uh, you got all that good stuff to watch except for Hot Wheels. That crap sucks. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I've never seen Hot Wheels. But anyway, let's talk about this episode. I'm getting some of this information from regularshowfandom.wiki, regularshow.fandom.com.wiki. 
So the production code for Meet Your Maker is 106. Obviously, the last episode, Free Cake. The next one's Grilled Cheese Deluxe. Grilled Cheese Deluxe, in my opinion, is the better episode of the two. Let's see. The voices in this episode. Mordecai, Hot Dog Number 2, obviously J.G. Quintel, Rigby, William Salyers, Pops and Benson, Sam Marin, Skips, Hot Dog Number 1, the uh, legendary Mark Hamill. Hot Dog Leader is the legendary Tim Curry. And Margaret, Janie Haddad. It's pretty cool because, you know, Tim Curry actually was going to be the Joker in Batman before Hamill got that. And uh, it's just kind of cool. You know, how these, how these if, if you ever want to look into some really, like, like a really cool scene, just look at how these voice actors' paths cross. It's pretty neat. Okay, so the episode opens in the park, and we hear the birds tweeting like we do in a lot of the episodes. And Benson's asking everybody if they're ready for the barbecue. They're having a barbecue. Skips is over there stirring the chili. <laughs> Pops is like, I've been making pies all morning. And he reaches down, and he just gives that crazy laugh. He pulls up a bunch of pies in his arms. <laughs> yes, yeah, Skips, and Skips is like, I made chili. He's just stirring the chili, you know. And uh, he, he, Benson's super stoked about it. Like, he's got like this... I don't know if it's a Hawaiian shirt on or something, but he's like, in addition to buying this shirt, I got these extra premium hot dog wieners. Okay, looking back, he doesn't actually say wieners. He just says hot dogs. But uh, anyway, skips. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Pops is like, uh, oh, it's been such a long time since I've had a, a good meat link, you know. Just wacky, wacky Pops language as, as usual. And Skips, obviously, this is very in character for him. What'd you do with him? And Benson's like, oh, I gave him to Rigby. And then the next scene, the, the next shot we see is Skip's face. And he's kind of like, <gasps> you know, he's got like this frown on his face. And he's kind of, uh, he's like, oh, we know something's about to go wrong. And then the classic regular show motif, Benson says, I totally told them not to grill the hot dogs. And then it, right then it cuts to Mordecai and Rigby at the grill. Mordecai says, are you sure Benson said to grill the hot dogs? And Ruby says, Benson totally said to grill the hot dogs. And he hands the pack of hot dogs to Mordecai. Yeah, and then and then they, they, they do the whole, sweet, let's get grilling, you know, all that jazz with their hands, you know, throwing them back and forth. They do that a lot in the early episodes. And then, once again, keeping the motifs consistent here, Mordecai holds up the package and he gives a call back to like 15 seconds ago. Benson said, I spared no expense. Well, Mordecai says, sweet. Benson spared no expense, and the package just says super extra premium hot dogs. Real, and real's underlined, real ingredients. And <laughs> something that I, I kind of find humorous is Mordecai refers to them as luxury hot dogs. So Mordecai's trying to get everything lit, and, and the grill at least, and he's like, dude, I can't get this thing lit. This thing will not light. Mordecai says, or Rigby's like, get out of the way. I know how to do it. So he runs over there, and he grabs some lighter fluid, and he just sprays it all over the hot dogs. And... <laughs> That's not gross enough. I mean, the next absurd thing is that the hot dogs just like they inst they instantly combust. <laughs> They're like, oh no! And and Rigby's like, I got it, I got it. And he runs over there and he grabs the picnic tablecloth and he throws it on top of him, you know, try to smother the fire, and it just like explodes. And then Mordecai gives out the Homer Simpson. Ah! I, I do firmly believe that that is kind of a callback to the Simpsons. He just kind of yells out like Homer. And they run the grill, and the flames come from it. They run it down to a bridge. This is sort of a production error, because when they're running it down to the bridge, it's wooden. You can see it in the distance. It's a wooden bridge as they're running it down there. But when they get it down there, it turns into a stone bridge. And it's not like I've 
really notice that or if I did in the past it's not like I would have remembered to set it here but it was on the fandom wiki page so there you go but what is not on there is I do halfway suspect this might be an homage to Batman Returns where they throw the baby crib off the bridge because it looks an awful lot when they throw this grill this flaming grill off the bridge into the river it kind of looks like when the dude that plays Pee Wee Herman throws off the penguin and into the into the water the bridge below so the next thing that happens is these hot dogs they all come out charred and they float to the top of the river and they go down the river in like a single file fashion and Rigby's like oh man I guess that's why Benson told me not to grill and Mordecai's like what and they <laughs> take the grill back and he and, and Rigby's like come on man I said I'm sorry He's, and, and Mordecai goes no no more come on mans and and this is the part of the episode that is probably most well remembered for this is the part where Mordecai, he, he sticks his hands up. At first, it's kind of like to surrender, you know, and he kind of looks off to the side, like in the distance, like very despondent towards Rigby. And, and Rigby's like, no, don't do it. Don't you do it. And he's like, and Mordecai just goes, it's too late. And Rigby's like, don't you do it. And Mordecai says, it's already in motion. And then he crosses his arms and kind of looks off to the side and says, you done ticked me off. In the original episode, he says, you done pissed me off. When they rerun, when they reran it, reruns in the U.S., they changed it, and the and the, I guess the release they changed it to "You done ticked me off." There, there was a couple, couple scenes that they changed, especially for the U.K. in early season one. So yeah, that's that's probably what this episode's most famous for. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, "Really? They put that on a? I mean, this is a Cartoon Network show, but yeah, they did." <laughs> okay, so next is Rigby starts he starts saying, Look at me, look at me and Mordecai's just really not responding to it at all. And he starts like punching him. Look at me, look at me and kinda like whining. And it's kinda like death punches. It's not phasing Mordecai at all. Rigby's like, Look, if I fix it, will you talk to me? And Mordecai goes, Maybe And he goes, Fine, I'll fix it. He goes, I'll go down to the cellar and get some hot dogs and I'll grill them. Benson will never know the difference, okay? And Mordecai's like, okay, okay, fine, but you better fix it. So then they go to the cellar and they open that thing up. And I don't recall seeing the cellar in too many other episodes of a regular show. So I don't know. This episode is a little bit peculiar. Okay, so they get down into the freezer and Rigby runs in. He starts looking around. He's like, I can't find it. I can't find it. And, and Mordecai's holding the door and he's like, hurry up. It's freezing in here. And he, he's like, look, I can't find it. And, and Mordecai says, okay. You come hold the door, I'll look. So Rigby goes to hold the door. Mordecai starts looking on the shelf. And and then we see Rigby kind of skitter over there. And he's he's like, did you look over there? And Mordecai's like, dude, what are you doing? You're supposed to be holding the door. And Rigby goes, oh, my gosh. I blocked it off with ice before I came over here. Check it. And then <laughs> you see behind him over the shoulder, he puts up two little bags of ice to prop the door open. One of them falls over. And then the way the door just slides slides closed like the... uh. The mass of the ice wasn't enough to hold the force of the door. And uh, Mordecai does the arm thing again. And Rigby's like, wait, no, there's a safety latch. And he runs over there and he starts like yanking around on the safety latch. Mordecai says, don't force it. And then it breaks. And then they both like freak out. And they start, they run over there and they start like pounding on the door. Benson, let us out. Benson, let us out. And at this point, things happen, but but basically... Mordecai kind of, this is one of the episodes I think a lot of people aren't too fond of. Some people may love it. I don't know. But at this point, Mordecai kind of 
he goes a little bit savage on Rigby, you know, kind of like you're a failure, you're this, you're that. And I mean, he's probably right, but it, anyway, let, let's get into it. So as they're pounding on the door, they're like, let us out, Benson, let us out. Then it cuts to Benson, skips and pops, and they're in the kitchen with a boombox going, and Benson's drinking. If you just, if you were, he's drinking a can of soda, but if you were just new to this, you you would be like, what's the big deal? But this is like analogous to some sort of alcoholic beverage in their world. And Skips drinks it, and he crushes it on his head. And they're all like, go, go, go. And it cuts to pops, and he's just like, you know, he makes the, the weirdest little, giggle there and Mordecai and Rigby finally realize you know nobody's listening so they go through a whole series of Rigby saying I can fix it but, but I can fix that blah 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 and Mordecai's like no just like the time you fixed this just like the time you brought me down here and got me stuck blah 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 Mordecai's not buying it. he's like shut up so I can find a way out of here and he's, he leans up against the wall and he's like man it's freezing down here and Rigby says Mordecai I found the thermostat I could fix it and Mordecai goes oh no and he looks around the corner. He's like, what do you do with that drumstick? And Rigby hits something. It's some sort of, I guess it's like the AC or something. And like ice and, and, and like a, a cloud of like a, a ice and, and I don't know what a cold air, whatever represents cold air, just blue air comes flying out, you know, and it's obviously making the room colder. Mordecai runs up there and starts trying to block it with his body. And he's like, Mordecai, I'm sorry. I was just trying to fix it. And he's like, no, you can't fix this. And he, he's mad. He's he's really mad. All he says, all you do is mess things up, and he he goes on this whole tirade. So eventually, he he gets, I guess, uh, it's not rigor mortis, but he, like he he gets stiff and he just falls over. Like, you know, he, he I guess he passes out. He's not dead, but like he's just stiff as a board. And Ruby's like, "Don't worry, I'll I'll fix this." <laughs> he starts dragging him through this freezer, you know, like a dead body. <laughs> And apparently this freezer is like a, a series of underground caverns or something because he goes through like seven different rooms and it's it's like a montage scene and it's got this real grim music playing <laughs> and there's like a rock that Rigby drags him up on top of for whatever reason and then shoves him off the other edge. And then the next screen it cuts to, he's like, how am I doing, how am I doing Mordecai? Am I doing all right? And then he holds Mordecai up and he goes, yeah, Rigby, you're doing fine. And he just keeps dragging him. Finally, the last room he gets to, he collapses and he hits a box and the ice falls off the box and it turns out to be a box of hot dogs. So Rigby opens up the package or the box and it's a big old bright light comes shining out. You see all these hot dogs with faces in there. And Rigby's like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for you guys. And they're like, let us out, frozen stranger. And Rigby says, okay, I'll let you out, but you got to do something for me. And I guess apparently he's you know, laying out the plan, like, you got to get us out of here. But while he's doing that, though, it, it, it shows Mordecai laying there, and it goes to a dream sequence he's having, and it's Margaret's on the beach and like, a shell bikini, and he's standing there with no shirt on, and he's got his pecs popping back and forth, and he's, he's like, oh, Margaret, you look stunning. And then she goes, Mordecai, spin with me. And they, they grab each other's hands, they start spinning around, and, uh, you know, Mordecai, Mordecai, Mordecai. Rigby. His face pops up in the dream, and he gets really big, and he goes, Mordecai, I'll fix it. And Mordecai wakes up, and he's freaking out, and he, see Rig he sees Rigby standing there talking to these hot dogs. And this is where we get the introduction of Tim Curry's character. He's the hot dog leader. And they're like, yes, str frozen stranger, let us out. Let us out. Uh, we, we wish to be eaten, you know. It, it, and Mordecai's like, this is weird. You want to be eaten? And he says, yes, it is our destiny to be eaten. After that, they shake on the deal, and a like a cooler comes up from a ripple in the ground. This is the part of the episode that gets really surreal. 
well, actually kind of tame by regular show standards, but this is the surreal part of the show. The cooler comes up out of the ground and it then it turns sideways and then the lid pops off of it and like a portal appears. And Ruby's like, this is the way. And they all climb through there and they come out the other end right at where the picnics is going, picnic's going to be. And uh, so they get, uh, let's see, Rigby gets out and then Mordecai comes and gets out and they're like, dude, they're almost here. Hurry up. And the hot dogs get out and they get on a plate. And Mordecai's like, this better work. And he's smiling. Benson's coming out of the house. They're all three. Benson, I don't know where Muscle Man fives are. Anyway, uh, Benson pops and skips coming out of the house. And Benson's like, I can't wait to eat these hot dogs. And Rigby's like, here you go, Benson. Here's the hot dogs. I didn't grill them just like you asked. Then the hot dogs go, now, and they jump off over there and they ambush them and they get a hold of them all and, and they start dragging them off. And it's funny because like Skips, they're on Skips' back and he's so big he can't reach behind his back to get them off. They carry them all over off screen, except for Rigby, I guess because he's so like helpless and such a screw up. I don't know. He he really is like that in the early seasons. Uh, great character arc. But anyway, uh, if you've seen the whole show, you know what I'm talking about, but. Uh, that, Rigby's like, what about the prophecy? I guess he was the, the prophecy that Tim Curry was telling him about. But he's like, there is no prophecy. This is simply for revenge for all our brethren who have fallen, who have fallen to the hands of savages or something like that. And he tells them they don't wish to be eaten; they want to eat you or some, something like that. I think a better line, honestly, would have been, "We don't wish to be eaten; we wish to be eating you." But whatever, uh, we we want to eat you is what he says. Uh, and then you look off screen and like the the people that are captured, they're all, the characters are captured. They're in, they're in a marinating tank <laughs> swimming around. He's like, what are you doing? Tim Curry's like, we're marinating you. And uh, I guess this is a good time to mention something that was on the fandom wiki page. Talks about Tim Curry plays the evil hot dog leader in this episode, possibly in homage to his iconic role as Dr. Frankenfurter, the main villain of the adult horror comedy musical, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, obviously, the hot dog here just looks like a hot dog. He's not dressing up like Dr. Frankenfurter is or singing any songs about time warps or anything from Transylvania or anything like that. Uh, they're just capturing regular show characters and wanting to eat them. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. It is kind of funny. You know, he's he's a hot dog, Frankenfurter. Pretty cool. Anyway, let's continue on. So Rigby starts running from the hot dogs because Tim Curry's like, bag the last one. And he's like scrambling, just trying to get away. He comes up on the condiments on the table and he starts just hurling them at the hot dogs. And then they, they you know, they're just like swatting them away. And he's just running around. They They pin him up against a tree and he's like, stand back, man, stand back. I'll do it. And they're like, do what? And he, he squirts one of them with mustard. And that, I guess, triggers one of the other hot dogs to come over and take a bite. And they're like, he's delicious. And and then he's, the, he, Rigby gets an idea and he goes, hey, 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 you know, and he, he runs over there and he starts like spraying them all. And they all just like basically eat each other. There's not really, it's not really like an epic scene like you normally see in the regular show. It's kind of creative. There is one scene where one of the hot dogs gets squirted with mustard and like you see like he's eating another hot dog and the camera pans down and you see he's actually eating himself and then he kind of disappears into nothingness. And basically that's how the hot dogs get defeated. They all just basically get cannibalized. And okay, so after that, the characters come running out of the marinating. It's a bag now. It's not a tank at this point. I, I don't know if it's a tank to begin with or not. Maybe I just kind of, maybe I just kind of miss, mislooked or whatever. Miss Saul. I don't know if that's a, 
even a thing, but whatever. They come running over, and Benson says, what did you do this time? And and, and they're like, yeah, what'd you do, what'd you do? And then Morka, yeah, Rigby, what did you do? And Rigby's kind of scrambling for an answer, and then he sees the hot dog pack, and, you know, extra real ingredients, extra premium, super hot dogs. And he says, don't look at me. Benson bought the extra premium hot dogs, the super, with the psychotic, you know, whatever inside. And then Skips is like, oh, yeah. And and, and then he kind of winks at Mordecai, and Mordecai goes along with it. And you know what? Mordecai's got his flaws, but Dadgum, he's at this stage of the game, he's a better friend than Rigby is. I mean, quite honestly, that's basically the end of the episode. They they, they walk off the finishing joke. You know, the ending line is "Told you I'd fix it." Mordecai says, "I knew you would." I mean, that's basically it. But this whole episode, I mean, especially that last thing they pull on Benson there, like Benson didn't do anything wrong. You know, I don't know. I guess out of all the characters, I can probably relate to Benson more than any of them. I'm not going to get into why. I mean, we don't need this whole life retrospective. I've already yammered on enough about who knows what, you know, speeding tickets and, and whatnot. Thus is the life of a regular show podcast. Anyway, probably by now, you maybe you've caught on that this is not my favorite episode. This is probably, this is one of my least favorite episodes of regular show. I'm not saying it's bad. It's it's not a... I mean, any episode of the regular show, in my opinion, is pretty good. There, there are some episodes of shows that I love that I hate. There are episodes of Aqua Teen that I can't stand. And Aqua Teen is in one of my top five, probably top three shows of all time. I don't think there's any King of the Hill episodes that I don't like. There's very few, if any, regular show episodes I don't like. There are some very polarizing episodes of Aqua Teen that I don't like. But most of those episodes I love. Th- this episode for me, for regular show, is just, I'm, you know, I'm going to rate it somewhere between, no, you know what, no, no, forget it. No, no more fodder for, no more fodder for the morons. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one, by regular show standards, a 3 out of 10. Why? Because basically it does a, Great job at making both of the main characters of this episode look like total jerks. Mordecai is a jerk to Rigby. Rigby is a complete failure who grows no responsibility. Yes, grows responsibility, like it's a an appendage or something. He develops no responsibility by the end of the episode. He learns nothing except how to lie. They crap all over Benson when Benson was doing his job. There's no Muscle Man or Fives. Skips didn't really have that big of a role. Pops had some, some you know, he, he's got his normal laughs and whatnot. There wasn't really the whole great interplay between Mordecai and Rigby either, though. The villains, uh, who, who do get brought back, by the way, by uh, Garrett Bobby Ferguson. Garrett Bobby Ferguson. Yes, stroke the chin of Garrett Bobby Ferguson. <laughs> anyway, the, the he brings them back in the uh, exit whatever it is, that season four, I think, episode. That's, you know, big whoop. I think maybe this was just one of those episodes that was a patchwork of things that they put together because the story wasn't all that great. Maybe it was just like spare ideas that they threw together. Once again, not bad. It just wasn't as polished as the rest of the shows, and it did lack a little bit of substance as far as having that great interaction between the whole crew or even between Mordecai and Rigby. 
it's one of those episodes kind of I watch, and it, it's kind of like it makes me feel like, wow, even when people are around, I'm alone. Uh, something like that, you know, that's, that's kind of how I think that these characters, uh, if I was in that situation, that's how I would feel. Like I said, it's it's not like a grim episode by any means. Um, it's 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 regular show, so it's good. But honestly, every time I, I binge watch regular show, like I go through the marathons, I always skip this episode. That's that's just my personal take on it. We're going to be talking about one here. I'll be recording it here. I'm, I'm not sure when, but it'll be soon. It's in season one. Rigby's body. It's not as skippable as this episode but it's another one of those episodes where i think they were still finding their footing in season one and they were just testing the waters of kind of what they could get away with what worked well between the character dynamics so on and so forth i would still put it a good bit above this episode though with that being said let's see what let's look and see what uh how many views this episode got so the production notes on the fandom wiki this episode received 1.866 million views so the next episode, Grilled Cheese Deluxe, it got 2.163 million views. And the, the previous episode, Free Cake, got a little bit over 2 million views. So both of them outperforming this episode. That just kind of goes to show you the numbers don't lie on that, in, in my opinion. Uh, and I'd never looked at those numbers. I would imagine this is probably not a lot of your favorite episode. Uh, if I have a Discord up by you know the time this comes out, feel free to chime in your thoughts on this episode. Uh, if any of you do like it, please let me know why you like it. Maybe you see something about this episode that I'm failing to see that, that I can appreciate. I, I really like, I don't do it well on this episode, but I like sitting down, or, or I mean, sorry, this show, but I like sitting down and deconstructing episodes to see, hey, why did this idea work? Why, where is the, why does this comedy idea work? Where's the resolution here in the story arc? So on and so forth. And if you see something like that, then please, I would, I would love to discuss it. Be on the lookout for the next episode. Like I said, I don't know how many of these I'm going to be able to get made up in advance before school starts. I don't know how any how the release schedule for these episodes are going to work. A lot of times it's me working my butt off just trying to get one episode outside the door. I, I may have to uh, res resort to using some outside help to... Uh, edit the things i don't know i don't know how it goes because i've got a lot of other things to do i mean i know i'm making huge bundles of money you, believe it or not i have stacks of cash in my room over there and for, from this this podcast alone that I, i'm i i just i mean i'm looking at them right now and like I'll, I'll go and and like sometimes i just sleep on the piles of cash obviously uh, I'm, I'm kidding Anyway, <laughs> I'm broke as a joke, people. Uh, uh, you're probably hearing some hissing in my microphone. If if you did, if you heard some hissing on this, um, hopefully if I can get some noise removal to remove it. Not if I can get it, but if if, if hopefully I can get like spectral de denoiser or something to remove that, whatever. But uh, my microphone cable's going bad, so yeah, that just goes to show how broke I am. You also might hear a little bit of reverb in this. I I apologize for that too. It's, uh, I don't have a place to set up a sound booth right now, so I'm trying the best I can to just talk directly in the microphone, cover it up with an acoustic blanket, all that jazz. Keep my fan off, and it's hotter than blazes in here right now, I do declare. But uh, yeah, this is getting a little long in the tooth, so um, 
until next time, which will hopefully be, you know, next week, maybe two weeks. Sometimes it, it might be a two week or whatever. If you want to check out my other podcasts, I'm on Turtles Forever with Rob Luther. Um, Sometimes we have guests on there. He also does other shows. It's it's a network of turtle shows. I'm just on one or two of them. He also does a show called The Retro Junkies. If you're into retro stuff, him and a guy named Landon Long do a really good show. Retro Junkies, and they 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 talk about just fun stuff. Sometimes they'll do campy eighty B horror movies. Sometimes it's like video games. I think they're about to cover one on Paperboy, uh, which that'll be dating this because this will probably come out weeks, if not months, after their episode airs. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm rambling though. That's all I got. Till next time. If if you want if you want to holler at me, feel free to. Thank you for listening. Any type of review, subscription, any of that jazz would be appreciated. Sharing, obviously. I mean sharing is caring unless it's a sickness. So uh I don't know how to say goodbye in French. What is it? Au revoir? I don't know. See you around.